Thank you, gentlemen. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 is wonderful singing. I was singing along with them. I just didn't have a microphone. And as I was thinking about that, I had it, on, I had it pinned on me, but it wasn't turned on, so I'm thankful for that as well. Uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 9, and I appreciate uh, all the hard work and labor that goes into each and every Sunday and all the practice with music, and uh, certainly it is a blessing. When the music's right in the church, it just sets the, the right spirit, and it's, it's, it's a blessing uh, to uh, certainly participate in that music. I'm going to, we're going to read, hold your spot. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, I'm going to read once again the Great Commission uh, in case you have forgotten it. Uh, uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We know the Great Commission. Go. Uh, to win the lost, uh, help them, encourage them, compel them to pronounce that faith and be identified with Christ uh, in baptism, just as bold as we are to be in giving the gospel. We need to be bold in helping new Christians grow in their faith. Uh, some people don't know they're going to hell until they're told. And then they trust Christ. They don't know what to do next until they're told. And then they, they pronounce that faith. They follow the Lord in baptism. What do I do next? They have to be told. And so then that's where the church comes in, that discipleship, and to help. Don't ever feel bad about saying, you need to be back in church. And do it in a nice way. Uh, you know, do, do it in, a, in an encouraging way. Remember, they're, they're a new Christian, or they, they're a place where they haven't grown. But that is the Great Commission. Now, we've been reminded in all these different weeks, in the weeks to come, we'll be reminded some more that there's much to say about the Great Commission. It's more than just these two verses. God wants the world to be saved. That's why he sent his son. The church, his institution, it, it helps us to be in church. We grow because we're in church. It encourages us to be in church. That's not the whole purpose of the church. And as a church, we know is to go and to win the loss. So tonight we're going to look at a different aspect of the Great Commission, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I begin reading in verse number 6, and we'll read just a couple of verses this uh, evening uh, down through verse number 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning with verse number 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Uh, this, I'm not going to spend much time there this evening, but that is, a, that is a law. That's something that's established that you can apply in every area of your life. If you want a small re, uh, reward, invest small. You want a large uh, return, invest large. Verse 7, every man according as he purpose, purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Tonight, for a few minutes, I'm going to preach on the funding of the Great Commission. The funding of the Great Commission. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would use uh, the message tonight, the different places in Scripture we'll turn to. May we be reminded of uh, some truths. May we be reminded of uh, some responsibilities we have. May you continue to bless your people, bless all that we do tonight, may it accomplish much. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I'm preaching this message tonight to not to try and 
convince us to start doing anything when it comes to giving the funding of the Great Commission. This is a giving church. It's a sacrificial church. It's a church that is faithful in, in its giving. But I hope tonight from the Word of God to show us the examples in Scripture, but also to remind us of the importance of funding the Great Commission. How many of you believe the gospel works? Now, the gospel absolutely works. We're a testimony to it. In a dark world, there's the light of the gospel. What this world needs is the gospel. I believe it works. I believe it works for every nation. I believe it works for every nationality. I believe it works for every way of life. I don't believe there is sin that the blood of Christ cannot overcome and will not overcome if man puts his faith in Christ. The gospel absolutely works. Uh, we have a commission from Christ. By now, we understand the importance of that commission. We understand the authority by which it was given. We understand that it's the church's responsibility to fulfill the commission that Christ has given. Uh, that doesn't just happen because Christ commissioned it. It doesn't just happen because we understand it's important. We have to purpose in our heart that we're going to participate. We have to decide that we're going to be a part. Uh, you know, you work a full week and Saturday rolls around. You don't always feel like uh, participating in ministry on the weekend, but you got to decide you're going to do it. Uh, how many times have we been in a public place and, and the spirit of God uh, uh, presses upon us, talk to that person, invite them to church. You're like, no, they don't want to go to church. No, they, and the spirit of God says, yeah, they do want to go to church. Uh, well, I, I don't want to talk to them about, we'll talk to them about church. And we have to decide, are we going to be submissive to the Spirit of God? Are we going to, are we going to, are we going to be a part of it? Uh, the participation in, in all that goes on, we decide that. Such is the case with the funding of the Great Commission. As God has commissioned His church, He wants us to participate, obviously. He's going to provide the means for us to do it. Uh, there are a lot of reasons why the Great Commission does not get fulfilled. One is, is and I preached on this not too long ago, sometimes churches get apathetic. I don't want us to ever get apathetic. Well, people are dying and going to hell. Okay, I'm not. What a, what a horrible spirit for a church to have. If we're not careful, we can get that way. I want us to participate in the things of, of, of the Lord and participate in the Great Commission and one of the reasons why is, is the funding of the Great Commission. Uh, God uses His people to preach the Word of God, but God also uses people to fund the Great Commission. And so if we look in our text tonight, there's a couple of, of phrases I want us to see, and then I'm going to give us different ways that the, the Great Commission is funded for us to keep in mind, uh, for us to be reminded that uh, the Lord uses uh, what we do as far as giving uh, so that people can be saved. Notice in verse number 7, and I know this didn't, it's not exciting to preach on giving, is it? It's not exciting to preach on uh, uh, um, uh, the, the, the funding of the Great Commission. And I'll just refer you back to the doubters this morning. And so uh, look, verse number 7, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. So let him give. God wants everybody to give. Well, I, I, I'm glad. There's a lot of things I learned from my, my father, who, of course, was my predecessor. But there's, some, there's a few things that he has said that had just gotten ingrained in me. And I determined that I was not going to shirk my responsibility when it comes to preaching and, and teaching on giving. Because one of the things that I, I, I just stuck with me, there's a lot of things that he said, but one of the things that just stuck with me is, is, is people need to give. 
because of what God does with it, because God, what God does with them. And so uh, this, he says, so let him give. Notice the end of that verse, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Anyway, I mentioned the music and the ways well, we were singing that song a few minutes ago, It Is Well With My Soul. I think everybody was singing. I think everybody was on key. But we're going we're gonna to stick with that anyway. Boy, didn't that sound just beautiful hearing how it is well? That's, that's part of that's participating in the church service. You know, when you participate, when you sing, and, 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 and you, you, you pick up that hymn book, and you, you're part, and you sing, and you may sing off-key, but you sing. If you sing off-key, and you just, just don't sing loud. You know, you're participating in what God is doing. It does something for you. Uh, when you participate in the preaching, I don't mean you do necessarily do the preaching, but you stay awake in it. Once in a while, you nod your head and say, okay, I think I can agree with that. Or you say amen or, or something. You're, you, you, you're participating. You're, you're letting the Lord speak. You get more out of church when you participate. We would all agree with that. It's true with giving, too. It's true we get more out when we give. Now, the Great Commission, I've been preaching on the way we all can be a part of it. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. Not everybody's going to preach on Sunday morning. But you can still be a part. Amen. Not everybody can go and, and drive a bus and pick up kids and bring them to Sunday school, but you can still be a part. Amen. Some, one man plants the seeds, one man waters, one man reaps. We, we've talked about that and how it's the teamwork of the Great Commission. It's wonderful. Everybody can have a part. That's the way God commissioned it. That's the way God ordained it. Same is true with giving. Now, there are a lot of scriptural examples of Christians giving so missionaries could establish churches. Uh, the preceding chapter in this chapter is one of, is one of those passages. Uh, there's building programs that take place in the Bible where the people bring in money so that the, the temple could be built. So churches could advance. There's a, there are uh, examples in Scripture so that the church can administrate, so that the church can, can grow, so the church can function. Uh, that's the way God has designed it. Now, I'm gonna, I don't think I'm going to give us anything new tonight, but I want us to be reminded of how God funds the Great Commission. And you and I can have a part in that. I used the institution of the Great Commission, and, and I kind of I had some people scratching their heads, but after I said it and you thought about it, uh, you had to concur uh, that it is true, it is scriptural, uh, the fact that you cannot participate in the Great Commission unless you're part of God's church. You can, you can participate in parts of it. You can give the gospel. You don't have to be a church member to, be, to give the gospel. But you can't baptize somebody into your family. You can't baptize somebody into your home Bible study. You have to baptize them into the church. That's just the way God's established it. You, you can give to a lot of things that aren't necessarily bad things to give to. But in order to fund the Great Commission, you've got to give to the church. And, and let's make sure that our priorities are right. And, and when I decide what I'm going to do with my money and decide what God thinks I should do with my money, if I'm going to give money, the first place I'm going to give is the church. It's the, why? Because it's going to fund the Great Commission. Uh, I'll, I'll read, uh, and I'm gonna give, let me give you four, four ways tonight that, we can, that, that God funds the Great Commission. Let me give you number one through tithes. Malachi chapter number three. Um, a lot of Christians have tore this page out of their Bible, but uh, nevertheless, it's still there. 
Um, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 10, Will a man rob God? Ye have robbed me, but ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. There's a lot of teaching that we could do on the tithe, and I'll t- I'm not, the purpose of the message tonight is, is it to go through all of the different aspects of a tithe, but that tithe is that 10%, that first 10% that we're to give back to God. Uh, you say, well, well, that's the 10%, that's God's. No, the whole 100% is God's. But he lets us keep 90% until he tells us what to do with that 90%. But immediately, when, when you and I, we have that increase, that 10% belongs to the Lord. There's a lot of principles we can talk about how God blesses that. And, and we could spend the rest of the night bringing testimony after testimony after testimony of those that I just obeyed God, I just listened, and God has blessed me beyond that I, 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 can't, even, I can't even measure how much God has blessed me. This isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. It is us obeying and funding the Great Commission, the church, and God blessing. Why? Because God's in the Great Commission. God's in His church. And God is in doing the work. But we see it is through tithes. I understand the tithe is in the Old Testament. We'll get to the New Testament giving in just a moment. But the tithe did not go away. Those early Christians continued to give their tithe after the law was done away with. It is still a scriptural thing for God's people to give of their income. That is how God funds the institution of the Great Commission. He does so, does so through tithes. Now, my challenge this year, my challenge in this uh, uh, series on the Great Commission is to encourage all of us to have a part in the Great Commission in some way. Aren't you thankful that God made it where everybody could have a part in the Great Commission? Something as simple as a visitor looking for a place to sit and you help them find a seat. That's participating. That's being... Uh, showing hospitality, which the Bible talks about. Uh, that is setting somebody, befriending them, encouraging them. Well, there's, there's, there's so many ways you can be a part, but the same is true with giving. Uh, it's, it's, it's the tithe. God funds it through the tithe. Number two, I'm going to get off tithing now, okay? But let me just say, if you're, a, if you're part of the church, uh, everybody in here ought to be tithing. Now, this is a, a percentage of, of, of people who tithe is way above the average. And, and, and that's to be commended. But what we really want to get to is 100%. Uh, there's a lot of members who aren't as faithful to the house of God as they should be. Could you imagine if everybody showed up on the same day? We have a record day. The same is true when it comes to uh, uh, the tithing. I remind you what, what our text says, so let him give. I'm not twisting your arm tonight. I'm just telling you that's how God funds the Great Commission. Uh, number two, uh, he funds the Great Commission through abundance. We see the same text in, in, in Malachi chapter number three, verse eight. He talks about how they robbed him with tithes and offerings. I've often heard the excuse, Pastor, I can't tithe because I can't afford to. Well, you need to get your money straight. You, you might be running out of money because you're not tithing. But, well, how does that work? I don't, 100% of my money isn't enough, and you're telling me to take 10% and it's going to be enough? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Now, you may have to cut your $300 cable bill. 
Uh, you may have to cut it out. I've said this before. If Christians would just stop paying for all the sin every month, they'd have plenty of money to give to missionaries. Uh, you'd have to reprioritize some things, and, and you may have to uh, cut some things out, but you can, and by doing that, uh, it, it pleases God. But there's also the book of Malachi, chapter 3, talks about the tithes and offerings. It is good for you to, to be obedient and give your tithe. That already belongs to God. By the way, God's going to get it one way or another. He's going to get it one way or another. And I would rather just give it to the church than give it to the doctor. Give it to the church than than give it to the mechanic. Uh, God's going to get it. Uh, And so uh, we should just get that settled. But then beyond that, out of abundance, there's the offering. I want you to turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter uh, 21. Luke chapter number 21, and we're going to look at uh, this passage a couple of times. Luke chapter number 21. Offerings are referenced in Malachi 3, but then we see in Luke chapter 21, beginning with verse 1. And he, the Lord, looking up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, Of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For, they, for all these have of their abundance cast in under the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. You, you, we're probably familiar with this passage of Scripture. We're going to look at it again in a moment. The widow who gave it all, gave the two mites. And God said, Jesus said, she is given more than all these because they gave out their abundance. Now, don't miss this. Christ was not condemning the abundance. He did not rebuke them for giving out of their abundance. He was just making a point that this widow was not giving out of abundance, but that there were those who were giving out of their abundance. All of us could say God has been good to us. And so God funds the Great Commission first through the tithe. Secondly, through the offering, out of our abundance. If you were at a place in your life, you're a place uh, where, where you can, so you're, you're, you're driving down the road and you say, I think I want to pull in and I want to I I uh, pay for an overpriced cup of coffee. That is, you, you can live without that. Some of you, you're going to challenge me on that. But you can live without Starbucks. You can't. There's better coffee than that anyway. But you, there, you can live without it. But it, there's nothing wrong with, well, there might be something wrong with paying that much for a cup. But anyway, there's nothing wrong with it. The point I'm making is that's abundance. Now, the only thing that makes that wrong is if uh, you're not paying your rent so, because you're, you're paying it in Starbucks. It's out of abundance. You know, if, if it's tight and I don't have money to do that, then I don't do it. But if I, there's nothing wrong if there's abundance to do it. Now, to get another example. You go to Taco Bell, and they have the value menu. You don't have to add anything onto that. You don't have to get two value menus. Now, if you get two, that's out of your abundance. Can I get a witness right there? Anyway, you know, uh, you get the point that I'm making. There's necessities. There's abundance. I think if you're not... If it, it, all of us, if we're not there tonight, we've been there where it's like, okay, I have, I have a budget. This is what I'm living by. This is the way I'm going to do it. That's not a bad way to live anyway. And, you know, this is, I can afford this, so I'm going to do it. Now, when it comes to giving, that tithe is what is expected of us. 
That's, that's, that belongs to the Lord. That's how his church, you know, uh, do, we, do we get upset if, if we don't pay a membership to some organization and they require us to pay and they, and they say, okay, you can't, you can't participate in this until you, you pay? I mean, we don't say, well, all they want down there is my money. Well, let me help you. If they're in business, they just want your money. They're providing a service for you, not because they love you, not because they like you, but they like seeing that money come in every single month. And when you stop that, they say, sorry, that God's house is the only place where you come. And it's like, well, I can't believe that, 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 we, that we're expecting. That's, that's God. But the offering is out of the abundance. And if God allows you to have something more, that when we decide that I'm going to give extra. Now, that abundance can be as little as a dollar. Or if God's blessed you beyond that, that's, your, that's abundance. That is where I, the Lord speaks to my heart, there's a special offering and say, no, I want to give to that. We have a missionary that comes in and we take up a love offering. I feel impressed. I'm going to give to that. We don't take our tithe and give it in a special offering. It's out of our abundance. That is the way that God funds the Great Commission. Obviously, the more we're willing to give and the more faithful we are, there's, and I don't have time, but there's so many teachings in this, in this Bible about how God blesses and that abundance grows so that we can give more. Because God's going to fund His work. And He does it through the tithes and through our abundance or through offering. You say, well, I don't have any abundance. Then be committed to that tithe. Participate in that then the abundance is what is above. And you have, you think of that cup of coffee, man. I can afford it. I want to do it. You go in there and you get it. Now, you probably couldn't afford health-wise to get that dozen of donuts you got with it. But anyway, that's out of my abundance. I don't have to have it. I can survive without that. God blesses us and we're willing to part out of our abundance. I know there's I know sometimes in Christian, don't, don't, let's not be stingy with God. Number three, gifts. Hold your spot, Luke 21, but turn to the book of Acts. Acts chapter number 4. Acts chapter number 4. And we'll reference the end of the chapter. God funds the Great Commission through gifts. Acts chapter 4, look at verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And I explained that before, that whatever God commissions the church to do, the people who are part of that, God gives them what is needed. That's the way God works. If, if, God, if God impresses upon the pastor's heart, say this is what we're going to do, just know that God's going to put the means inside of the church. Uh, that's, just the way, that's just the way he does it. In uh, verse 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. 
Now, a careful study of this, it's in verse 35, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. At this, and you go into chapter 5, and of course the story of Ananias and Sapphira uh, losing their life because they, they lied to the Holy Spirit. This was not a petition by the apostles to make the church homeless. It's like they, they sold their, their houses and they sold their land and everybody was living on the street. That's not what is going on here. They had land they were not using. They had a house that they parted with and acquired something else. They adjusted and they gave gifts so that the work could go forward in a greater way. Now, this is certainly something that the Spirit of God must speak to individual hearts in. And tonight, don't worry, at the end of the service, I'm not going to push you to sell your house. Don't worry about that. I'm just reminding us as we attempt to double our church, we're asking the Lord for the, the finances to build the buildings we desperately need. We're asking the Lord to allow us to do more in the area of missions. I don't ever want us to get to a place where it just can't happen. No, God can do it. And this is the scriptural precedent of how God's always done it. And so there are times when God blesses and God puts in the means of somebody and then, then impresses upon them. You know, that, we have this thing over here we're not using. And this, we, we, this, this missionary needs help or this building needs to get built. Well, we can, we can sell that and we can give it. This was not putting anybody... On the street. Now, what did they do? They were willing to part with that. That is gifts. They sold land. They sold uh, their possessions. They were willing to work and then give that money. Uh, they were willing to, uh, they, they, they wanted to make sure the church would continue on. I'll use an illustration. I'll never tell you who it is, but there's an individual uh, who believes in what we are doing. And they have a life insurance policy that's a decent-sized life insurance policy, and they've left it to the church so the Great Commission can go forward. I'm not telling anybody they ought to do that tonight. I'm just giving that as an example of somebody saying, I'm going to take what the Lord has allowed me to have, and I'm going to put it into the work of the Lord. Now, God may not tell you to do that. That's not the purpose of this. All I'm doing is reminding us that there are ways that God funds the Great Commission. And I, and I know we've been in a holding pattern with these buildings. Uh, we've, been, we've been waiting on the Lord, and, and He's certainly been moving and working and, and providing the means to do some things. But we have to be reminded that God is going to fund it. God is going to provide for it as long as we are willing to use it for the Great Commission, as long as we're willing to do our part this is one way that he does it, through gifts. Number four. Now, most of us have number one settled. We've got that title. If you're having a hard time with that, if you come to me, I will help you get your budget where it needs to be so that you can tithe. I, I, you, get, you, get, you, get, you can come to me and I'll help you with that. Most of us have that one down. If you don't, get it down. More people can, reach, can be reached with the gospel. There's, I would say, a lot of us, if not most of us, are okay with abundance. And sometimes I, I don't have no abundance, Pastor, so I'm off the hook. 
Well, if you don't have any abundance, you don't have any abundance. But, but we, we live in an abundant land. Uh, then there are gifts. Those who say, you know, I can, I can do without that so that I can give this. The Lord presses upon you. That's, that's fine. And again, sometimes we say, well, you know, the Lord hasn't given me any of that. So I'm off the hook with that. Number four. The fourth way that God funds the Great Commission is through sacrifice. Number one is sounding pretty good right now, isn't it? Number two and number three are sounding real good. Number four, sacrifice, back to Luke chapter number 21, that same passage. where Jesus, verse 2, and he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. Well, that don't sound like much. Adds up to less than a penny. And he said, of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. Who's they all? Those throwing in their abundance. Now, he was not condemning the abundance. I've already established that. But it's a little easier to throw in your abundance than it is to throw in everything. For all of these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God, but she of your penury hath cast in all the living that she had. Now, I am not advocating this, and this is not what the Lord is teaching here, that uh, you should give the money that you owe the utility company to the church. That, that is against what this Bible teaches. Jesus is not advocating that you take what you owe somebody else and you give it. Now, we start with the tithe. That's not what this is saying, and that's not what I'm saying. The point that Christ is making, first of all, that she had surrendered herself first. She was fully surrendered. And she was giving it all out of sacrifice. There are times when the Lord requires of us to make sacrifices. And that is something that He will use to fund the Great Commission. Now, here's... Let's wrap all of this up. God's going to fund what he commands the church to do. He's going to use his people to do it. Uh, If we're going to reach, if Jacksonville's going to be reached, I don't believe that he is going to fund some organization in some other state to do it. I believe he's going to use us to fund the Great Commission. If the Lord impresses upon us missions, ministries, and certain mission projects, then He's going to allow us to fund it. If we are, why do we need to grow and expand and build more buildings? Because we need more space. We need, we need Sunday school space. We need fellowship space. We need more auditorium space. We need all of those things. Why do we need to do that? So we can reach more people with the gospel. The more space you have, the more people you can put in it the more people you can reach. God is perfectly capable of funding. You say, well, Pastor, wouldn't it be great if God gave us a millionaire? I'm not going to turn one away. Pastor, I got an idea. You talk about that gifts. Why don't we all play the lottery? If somebody wins it, they'll give it. Well, I don't think that's what we ought to do. I won't turn it down, but that, I don't think that's what we ought to do. This is, this is what I want to leave us with tonight. We're commanded 
in our text in 2 Corinthians, we are commanded, the, the scripture says, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. So let him give. As he purposeth in his heart. Three years ago, we made some commitments. If you were, if you were, if you were part of our church then, you remember that? I, I, w- I did... I was not, I made a statement several times, and I believe I lived up to it. I'm not telling you what to give. I'm not asking for so many people to give this much money. That's between you and God. And you give what God instructs you to give. Let me tell you what it'll be. It'll be enough. It'll be enough. Okay, and then what I, I believe we did through prayer meetings and through organization, we, we, we purpose in our heart based on what the Lord wanted us to give. Not grudgingly. You know, I could, be, I could be doing this and this and this if I wasn't giving that money to the church. And it's been three years, and maybe there's somebody tonight you've yet to, to you're, you're waffling on your commitment because we're a little further away from it, and you're like, well, I, you know, if I had known I'd be going through this, what I committed then, well, God knew when he impressed upon you. Not grudgingly or out of necessity. I'm going to give it just so Pastor will shut up talking about it. Well, if you give it, I'm not going to shut up talking about it because there's, there's a lot for us to do. For God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. I believe that God not only funds the Great Commission with tithes, I believe he blesses his people for being obedient. If the Lord impresses upon you out of your abundance to give offerings, you've got to give offerings. If the Lord uh, blesses uh, bless you, you have the ability to give by gifts. And the Lord impresses upon you, you've got to give by gifts. If you're in that place like that widow with two mites, and the Lord impresses upon you to make a sacrifice, you've got to be willing to sacrifice. There's much to do for the Lord. And I know... Money and funding of the Great Commission is not the, the most pleasant of things to preach about. But friend, if we're going to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish, all of us need to be reminded of how God does it. I don't believe we ought to wait around for anybody else to do it. God's going to allow us to do it. And so tonight, we're going to go to invitation. We're going to conclude the service. And I want you to think about these things. And, and boy, if it, where I will put some pressure, if you've yet to establish in your Christian life, that regular tithing of your income. I want you to let the Spirit of God speak to your heart tonight about that. Uh, all of us should, should be participating in that. Um, or maybe it's out of your abundance. God's blessed you. A testimony, and, and I don't say this to put pressure on anybody, but there's so many testimonies. If you, you've made that commitment, God gave it to you like that. Maybe since then you've, you, you, there's some abundance. You've got to... Whatever the Lord would impress upon you to give, not just tonight. I'm not talking about tonight. I'm just talking about in the future as we attempt to reach a city with the gospel. There's gifts. There's sacrifice. But regardless of where we find ourselves, and truthfully, in the next 12 months, we can find ourselves in all four of those. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But we do know that God wants people reached with the gospel. Jesus gave a commission to his church, and he will provide the way to do it. Well, God's been good to all of us, hasn't he?
Well, as, as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Well, I want that to be true of all of us. How the Lord purposeth in our heart. We decide, well, I want to give in this way. Boy, it's a wonderful thing to think that some, in some, you can't go out like you used to go out. You can't get on a bus. You can't go knock on doors, per se. You, you may not have something that you can do in the church, but you know what? That faithful giving helps fund the Great Commission. I'll use this illustration, and I'll close. Uh, this weekend, uh, yesterday, I was in Locust Grove, Georgia. Uh, our good friend, Pastor Terrell Hopkins, the church, his church is celebrating his 40 years he's been in ministry. Special services today, special services yesterday. I participated in the services yesterday. And we know his testimony. If, if you've been here when he's preached, usually he can't get through a sermon without referencing that he grew up in a, drunkard, a drunkard's home and all the mess that goes with it. That's exactly how he says it. And that church bus came down his road. As he tells the story, the bus workers were about to knock off for the day. One of them said, well, we've never been down this. Let's go to one more street and knock on one more house. And that's when they knocked on his house, got him on the bus, got saved as a 15-year-old boy. And now 40 years later, 40-plus years later, he is pastoring, had a great influence on a lot of people. When the service yesterday... They had the bus workers there who knocked on the door and picked him up on the bus. Well, what a wonderful, wonderful testimony. You know, I'll make an application to the sermon tonight, but you think they ever regretted giving up there? How much fruit is laid to their account? But you know what? Somebody bought the bus. They've got fruit on their account. Somebody paid to put gas in that bus. And every Sunday when that faithful man stands and preaches the gospel and people get saved, the people who certainly knocked on his door, there's fruit to their account. The people who were faithful to give those tithes and keep that gas in those buses and to pay for the tires when the when the buses, or in our case, when the bus got stolen for the third time, when, 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 when the, all of that, well, there's fruit laid to their account as well. All of us can have a part, and only heaven will reveal. Only heaven will reveal what God did with the little things that we have to offer. Let the Lord speak to your heart tonight. Father, I pray that uh, you would take the truth of this message